No. I was I was Hollywood safe. Okay. So we would go to the club on Saturday night, and the next day we'd be at church, and you'd see everybody in the club the same section. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not safe. Hello, family, and thank you for tuning into the Fat Boy Joy Podcast. I am your host, the Fat Boy himself, Rod Butler. This podcast and platform was launched to be a resource of empowerment, motivation, and encouragement while pointing to Christ. The main objective of this podcast is to have and create conversations that consist of the battles and triumphs of daily life while also providing strategies to accomplish such. All that I do here on this podcast and platform is from love, always focusing on the scripture Philemon 1 and 7. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. My prayers after listening or watching today that you are refreshed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen or even watch and be sure to like, share and subscribe. What's going on, family? It is your boy, Fat Boy Joy Rod Butler. What's going on? I'm here with Pastor Marvin St. McCary. What's going on, Pastor Marvin? What's good, Big Rod? What's, What's good? Going on? I'm sorry, not Big Rod. Skinny Rod? <laughs> uh, We're we, we working on it. We're working on it. So we got you here today. We're talking about transitions and yes, changes sir. and pivots. Um, One of the most powerful messages I think that I can correlate to your ministry is the one where you talked about the pivot. Mm. Um, And just like many of us, we're just going to jump right in. Just like yeah, many yeah. of us, we all come to this place called Lynchburg from a pivot or a transition hmm. that God has caused us. And I think one of yours is one of the most powerful and impactful. Um, so can you just give us your testimony on how you got here? All right. I was in, uh, I was living in Los Angeles. I'm from New York City. I was living in Los Angeles. I was working in Hollywood. I was working for a director named Hype Williams. We did a lot of music videos. Any big hip hop artists at the time from Beyonce to Jay-Z to LL, um, we were doing, we were, I was working on their videos. Yes, producing them. So um, I met a gentleman by the name of Derek Monroe. Uh-huh. Derek Monroe is best friends with Bishop S.Y. Younger. Okay. And he was the one to witness to me. Um, he was the one who met me in LA. He was like, yo, let's go to Bible study. Some days I'd go, some days I didn't <laughs> go. But he was he was introducing me to this 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 new way of thinking, yes, this sure. new new lifestyle. And um, I came to a point in that industry wide I, I I felt fed up. You know, I, I quit. Uh it was some money issues. Uh-huh. It was also just that lifestyle. Um, you know, I knew like this wasn't me. This wasn't yes, who I'm supposed to be. So I'm leaving that industry. I moved back to New York. I'm trying to figure out well, what's next in life. Everything I know, everything I grew up wanting to do was to work in, in Hollywood and work in film and work in music. And while I'm looking for a sense of life, a purpose in life, I called Derek. And Derek says, you need to come visit my church, the Ram Church. And uh, in, in, uh, at the time, it was in Lynchburg. It was Hurt, Hurt Virginia. Okay, yes. So drove down. Drove down to Hurt, um, and sounds funny, drove down to Hurt. But yeah, drove <laughs> down to Hurt, and I met Bishop Younger at the time, Pastor Younger. We talked outside of a restaurant called Drowsy Poet. Just got to know the guy, real cool guy. Um, and then the next day, I went to, to the church service, and the message had something to do about changing seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was leaving Lynchburg after the service, I felt like I was leaving something. It's the best way I can yeah. describe it. No, like you know, I, I can, you know I when you, yeah. yeah, you leave your house and you're like, I know I left something. Whether it's my wallet, my keys, or something, I knew I left something, but it wasn't a material thing. And uh, during the next couple of months, I stayed in contact with uh, Pastor Younger, and one day he reached out to me. And uh, he invited me to come back um, for a gala back in December. And because I, I, when I went to see, when I 
<clears throat> excuse me, when I came to visit the ramp, it was in the month of November. Okay. He was inviting me to come back in December. One day I was at work and I just felt this heavy. I felt like God was saying, you have to move to Lynchburg. I text uh, Bishop that. I said, you know, I really feel like God is calling me to move to Lynchburg. And he was at a church service where somebody called him up after I texted him that. And they said, God is sending you people from metropolitan cities to be a part of your ministry. Wow. So he called me like, man, that's confirmation. And um, by by the person of the Lord, I, I ended up moving here. Wow. So, so in L.A., you weren't saved in L.A.? No. No. I was, I was Hollywood saved. Okay. So we would go to the club on Saturday night, and the next day we'd be at church, and you'd see everybody in the club the same section. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not saved. So okay. So we got a couple of questions about your transition yeah. um, to this place called Lynchburg, which is now your home for how many years now? Uh, eighteen years. Wow. Yeah. Hey man. So you were here just when the church got started, almost. Uh, a year after. Okay. I think church started in '05. I came in about '06, late '06. Okay. Yes, sir. So, um, as you mentioned, you know, you felt the person of the Lord. So how did you know it was calling to make this transition? How did you know what the Lord calling you to make this transition? Because it wasn't something I would have ever considered myself doing. I'm a, I'm a city guy. I'm New York City, L.A. My dream was to move to Miami. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up, my, my dream was to move to Miami. And I come to Lynchburg, you know, cool little city, uh, nice church, things like that. Mm -hmm. But it was nothing in the city that was appealing to me work-wise right, right. you know culture-wise things like that at least nothing i'm used to and but i just felt it heavy like no there's something in lynchburg for you you know i didn't know it'd be this long but okay. I, I didn't know that god was putting this in my heart it was putting the city in my heart it was putting the leadership in my heart and i knew that there was something that had to be completed in me in lynchburg yes sir and so you when you mentioned your career um about the the lifestyle of your career, you know, the things you were doing, did you struggle with the potential of what you would be leaving to come to this place? Yes. Uh, career, not as much, because at that time, I just felt like I was done with that career. Okay. Um, but what I felt like I was leaving, I was leaving my comfort zone, my family, my friends. Um, and the hard thing is, is when God tells you something, but no one else can hear it. Oh, wow. You know, no, so no. you're trying to convince them, like, yo, God is moving me to this place. They're all like, Lynchburg. Lin well, <laughs> you know, the name alone. The name, right. The name alone, you know. Uh, my mom came to visit this city, and she was like, well, what's here? You know, yeah, uh, what, what's what's here? Like, she thought it was a cult. Like, you know, I got brainwashed or something. Like, why, why would you want to leave, you know? Now, New York City, not saying New York City is the greatest right. city, but just why would you want to leave this place that you know that's home, right. that everything you know, your culture, your family, your your dreams, your passions are here, yeah. your opportunities to go to a place that seems like the desert. No, know? no, yeah. it seems like the desert. I, I struggle with the same thing, trying to explain to family and friends um, moving to this place um, right. from the hearing of the Lord. Um, like you said, I felt that same thing when I left for from consecration, my first consecration here. Leaving on the way home, I cried the entire drive back wow. to Greensboro because I felt like the Lord was pulling me to this place. And I was like, okay, you know. And he spoke to me then and was like, you know, make this your home. And I was like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. at that point, like, okay, now that you said it, I'm like, oh, you know, I can just drive every Sunday when I need to be here. Right. But he said, make this your home. And one of the first things that I discovered when I moved here is the true revelation of Jehovah Jireh. Mm. Um, the Bible speaks of uh, Jacob naming the place yeah. Jehovah Jireh, the yeah. place where the Lord provided. And I experienced provision in this place. Right. And I feel like certain provision that was connected to my life 
came from being in this place and yeah. in this posture of this place. So I totally understand, you know, people like the, the, the name alone. When you hear Lynchburg, you're like, okay, you're in the South, you're in right. Virginia, you know, around, you know, he's like Lynchburg. Uh. So, you know, the first thing I did when I got here was got my gun permit for Virginia because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> no, know. Right. You know. I know the Lord told me to move here, but I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm waiting. I don't, I don't know what's he, here. He didn't say don't move here, not strapped. <laughs> right. right. You know, they, they had just went through the thing with Charlottesville and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, all right, you know, Charlottesville, I will wait. So right. I'm like, okay, let me, let me be positive. And prepare. It's wisdom. It's no. wisdom. But you know, I sh- I share that too, man. Where um I learned Jehovah to be Jehovah Jireh here because so I come here. Uh, I'm working at Enterprise Rent a Car, mm-hmm. and about a year in, I get fired. I took two weeks off to for consecration. Back in the day, consecration was two yeah, weeks. Yeah, uh, and I was like, I want to be a part of it. I want to go to all the services. I took my two weeks vacation for consecration. I come back and they fired me that Friday. Wow. Right. So now, you know, sometimes when you feel like God has sent you somewhere and obstacles come, you start questioning, did I hear God? Was it God? And um, it was a prophet. It was Prophet Ivory Jenkins that came. Um, Never met him before. And he spoke to me and he said, the Lord said, I moved you here from the West Coast. And um, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Because at that time, I was thinking like, okay, maybe it's time to move back. Maybe I was only supposed to be here for two months Mm -hmm. or maybe I missed God. How long were you here at that time? About a year. Okay. About a year or so. So, um, you know, I lost that job. I couldn't find work. I'm selling everything. Bishop laughs about how I was selling my DVDs. He goes, you know it's bad. <laughs> you got to take the DVDs out the case and sell the DVDs. But, you know, you're doing what you got to yes, do sir. to survive. But once I got that word and and it was confirmed, like, no, I'm in God's will, then I was like, it got to work out. You know, it, I didn't disobey. I'm, I'm right. actually doing yeah. what you, I'm not being perfect, but I'm doing yeah. what you told me to do. So stay in the place that he commanded you to be. And that's where you know, provision provision came where for a year I wasn't working, but everything was paid for. Um, it was tight. Yes, sir. But yes, I, sir. I survived. And, and when I look back, it was that year that really prepared me for ministry. Really? Yeah. And I had no idea I was going into ministry. <laughs> but it was that year being at the church every day, um, working in the media uh, ministry, cutting up videos and sermons and learning about administration and all of these different things that would come to play later on in my life. Um, I can, I can relate to that as well. Having to put it back on God. Yeah. God, you told me this. And so I'm doing this because you said, so, right. you know, my dependency, everything that I'm relying on is you. So when stuff stops working out, it's like, okay, God, what's, what's the plan now? Because I know you told me to, um, right. and that was one of the, the clearest moments of me hearing God, like mm. to move here. So I'm like, okay, it didn't make sense at the time. Um, it was a for me, it was a middle during the middle of the pandemic. Okay. And so it's like, you know, all right. Um, working remotely at the time, so then having to transition because I was working for the school system in Greensboro. Right. So then having to transition, we were going back into the building. So it was like now I can't even work the job that I had remotely. So now I have to leave and I have to uproot. And I put some, you know, um, we, the Bible speaks of Gideon fleecing God. So mm-hmm. that's where we get the term fleecing. So I did. I was like, okay, God, if you want me to move here and you're telling me to move here, I need a job. I want a place to stay. <laughs> I don't want no roommate. This yeah. is all the stipulations I had. And when he met all those, I was like, all right, I don't, I have no fight left. Right. <laughs> so when I get here. And then I'm dropped off in this process. I'm like, okay, God, this ain't looking like how it started off. You know, we, we started off a little better than this. Right. Um, but I trust you in it because I know you told me to move here. And then you made provision for me to move here. And then you've been providing while I'm here. So I do trust you. And 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 it's not easy all the time, especially for me. 
um, I didn't know anybody here. The mm-hmm. only person I knew uh, was Elder Walter. Right. And uh, he had just got married. So I have this thing, you know, where I don't bother married people. You know, you know, you just got married. Enjoy your marriage and all that. So <laughs> I drew right. back. So That's I'm right. like, okay, I have absolutely nobody here. And so now I got to fend for myself and figure out, and God, I'm putting this on you. Like, how right. is this going to work? Where am I going to get, you know, my resources from? You know, how am I going to fellowship with everybody? Because at that time I was coming in church, leaving mm-hmm. out, you know, sitting in the back. Mm, church over. I first remember. Out of, uh-huh. First one out the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So that, that. That was what it was for me, and then I developed this community and this family, and so, you know, God did meet my provision in other places. Like, it wasn't just money, but it's like relationship and community, and I found all of that here and didn't realize that I would Mm. um, as fast as I did, and so, you know, I thank God for that because... Um, a lot of those relationships that I did find, they have sustained me through this season that I'm in. Wow, wow. um, That's been a blessing. So, no, no, I get that. And so, um, when moving here, um, did you consider what it would cost you? Did you count up the cost and consider what it would cost you to move here? I'll be honest, man. I was so naive and and, and young in the faith. I just went, <laughs> you know. Um, so how, how old were you? Uh, it's probably 24, okay. 24, 25. Um, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't count the cost, to be honest with you. I, the only thing I knew was that I was disappointed family and friends. Wow, and and I'll say this. So working at Enterprise, which I took that job just because I needed a job. Right, right. Um, I was doing really well back back in New York, and my manager told me he said you you are, re- I'm not use that word. You are being dumb for leaving. <laughs> you are dumb for leaving for uh, now because if you stay a little bit longer, you'll manage a branch. And I was working in one of the biggest branches in New York City. Mm-hmm. He goes, you have that potential. He goes, you leaving, you're, you're sending yourself back. Um, but I just knew God. God told me to 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 make that transition. Crazy thing is, one of the arguments I would hear is that okay, you're moving to a smaller town. You're not going to make the same amount of money that right. you made. Right, cost of North. living is is different. But when I transferred, they kept my salary. Oh, see, look God, what God did. God, <laughs> God, God kept my salary. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who do that, they'll move up north for companies that are down here, and then when they transfer back, you know, they keep that pay that they had up there. Right. And so you know I, that makes sense. So God was looking out. You know, He was looking um, out all the way. And so what advice, um, now that you're in a more mature place in just spiritually and naturally, what advice would you give to somebody who is hearing the voice of the Lord and how to pivot or how to transition, like if there is a proper way, how to transition doing that? Um, well, one, you want to have, have it confirmed with somebody okay. if you can. So for me, me as soon as I text uh, Bishop Younger that and him receiving that word, you know, Okay, I had it out of the mouth of two, three witnesses yes, that you know that word was established. So I had that, um, and and still doing the natural things, you know, like sometimes you know God's saying to move. Some people are like, okay, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm going. I like, wait a minute, do do what I can to prepare. Make sure the yeah. money transfers, you know. Yeah. Um, make sure I I look for property and 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 places to rent and find out, do my research about the community. So doing the practical things um, helped me out. I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> so, like, what would somebody need to do to, to make sure you know that they're pivoting or making that transition correctly? Gotcha. Well, you know, when I think of the word pivot and I think of basketball, one foot is standing on something solid, and then one foot is now shifting direction. Yes, sir. So even in the spiritual, you're still keeping your foot on the word of God, mm-hmm. and but now you're just having to maneuver different. But that. That you're still on the foundation, and you always want to keep your foot on what did God say? If God said move, 
then go, then move. My foot was on the word, yes, but sir. now my other foot was like, okay, I, it's not here. God is shifting me to a different place. So you stand on his word, and like I said, you, you do the practical things. The practical things. Yeah. And so um, my next question, which is, is kind of, you know, very broad, what is the consequences of a delay in your transition or your painting? Mm, a delay in your transition or not following God's or, word yes, at the time? Yes, sir. I mean, look at Moses. <laughs> Look at Moses. God tells him um, to to strike the rock the first time. He yeah. strikes the rock. Water comes out. Now God gives him a pivot. You know, yes, sir. similar situation, but not God is giving him a new word. And because for whatever reason, whether it was the children of Israel, he was so frustrated with them. He wasn't. Um, he was in his emotions. He didn't obey God's word. He went back to what he originally knew instead of pivoting to what God was saying, yeah. and he missed out on his promise. So one of the consequences of not l being close to God's ear to hear his today word for you is you could miss out on what God is doing for you. And you could find yourself out of season in something that God had pre prepared for you in a season. Yes, sir. Yeah. Because here you found your wife. You got married. Yes. You know, you had. So that that pivot was important for you. Um, had you <laughs> delayed? No, like, because, you know, I've yeah. hopefully found my wife. And so in this point, I'm like, you know, what could I have missed by missing or not hearing God and not coming when I, you know, when I did. Um, you know, so, yeah, so I found my wife, found my daughter, found my, my calling Yeah, here. And the the hardest thing for when it was time for me to leave was leaving family. Mm -hmm. Being here, God doing something in me allowed me to go back and be able to baptize all three of my sisters, wow. my father, my uncle. So I, that could have been something else that yeah. if I didn't obey God, you know, our obedience is tied to somebody's breakthrough. Yes, sir. You know, no, that that's 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 real. Yeah. Um, because I'm still praying for unsaved family members, and uh, that just gave me a little hope with mm. it. You know, um, because it's not every transition is not about us, even though we're the ones that are transitioning, or we, even though the that's the right. weight of the pivot is on us. Um, we're pivoting so maybe we can pass it to somebody else that's open. That's right. Um, or you know, just to and sometimes we have to carry the weight of it. For other people. That's right. Um, and I don't think we always count up that cost, that this could be for somebody that I'm connected it's, to. It's always bigger than us. Always. Always bigger than oh. us. We just see ourselves, but there's there's nations in us. You know, um, if I didn't come here and didn't meet my wife and produce produce a child, you know, now that's destiny. That's yeah. legacy that, that could have not happened the way God intended it for it to happen or not happen at the time it was yes, supposed sir. to happen by not obeying what God was saying. And so I, I guess this this answers my next question. How do you know that your pivot was successful? Well, honestly, you don't know. You, the best way to know your pivot is successful is just by obedience. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you don't see the fruit. You don't see the yeah. harvest of what God has told you to do. You just do it. So your main, your main success comes from just obeying God. Um, but the blessing for me is I've been able to see the harvest in, in my family. I've yes, been sir. able to see the harvest in yes, myself. Um, and there's much more. Is much more. Um, I think one of the difficult things while in it for me is counting God worthy of it. Yeah. Um, the sacrifices that come along with it. Because you do have in, in certain aspects you don't count up the cost, but then the cost will just come and then you like, okay, this is something I didn't bargain for. This is something <laughs> I didn't even think to consider that right. it would cost me making this move. This is something I didn't consider I would have to go through, struggle with, or battle with obeying God right and so when having to give up and relinquish things it's just like God I know you're worthy of it and I didn't even have a preview that it would cost me this and 
how do you deal with those moments? I think, honestly, I think the reason that we take this difficult journey when we can go a direct yes, way sir. is really God testing your love for him. You know, when he takes away the job, when mm -hmm. he takes away the opportunities and you're stripped to nothing. And now you're saying, OK, God, it's just me and you, but I'm still willing to rock with you, even if I don't have those things. Of course, I want those things. Yes, sir. But because because I've, you know, through this journey, I fell in love with you. I've gotten to know you. I've gotten to know your ways. I'm hearing your voice now. Now I'm addicted to you. So even yeah. if you take that away. I'm still I'm sticking it out with yeah, you. you know? I ain't got nowhere else to go. I ain't got nowhere where, where else, else to go. go? Right. Yeah. You know, I can go back, but it, it'll never no. be the same. And if I quit, you know, so I, I gotta stick it out with you. That's it hurts to go, it hurts to go back, it hurts to go. It's just choosing your way of suffering. It's it's better to suffer with him than to suffer without him. Choosing your way of suffering. That's powerful. Um I don't think we I don't think we realize um a lot of times. Like I said, I've, I've received the vision of God, you know, God telling me to do something and wanting it to be one of the manifestation to be immediate in what God said and working through that is just like, all right, God, um, this is hard. Right. I didn't realize that it would take this much. I didn't realize that following and trusting you doing something that you said, I didn't realize it would cause me to suffer doing what you said. I didn't realize it would cause me heartache, pain, hardship and the things that we go through. I didn't realize that it would be as strenuous to do what you said do and so like you know i think most of us are in a season where we like we want to immediately reign with him we don't we don't want to go through the suffering and Immediate that long suffering yeah, yeah. yeah that long suffering is, is i feel like we've been in it too long <laughs> and so my my issue i don't i don't even say my issue but my struggle i've been finding in this last season is how to suffer long with god wow um because i know he's done it with me That's a good um question. because i've 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 always not i've always but i've had moments of disobedience or delayed obedience and i'm just i'm, I'm at a place where i want to please god but the long suffering um because suffering makes you want to get out of it right like okay let me take a break from it i can come back to it but i don't want to delay and miss what god is doing because i've gotten off track and i don't know where delaying what that means for somebody else that's connected to me what that means for my family what that means for my destiny if i delay this because you know i feel like all of us in some aspect um we are going through a delay of something that we're supposed to be because you know we are we haven't uh, done it the way that God said do it. Right. So I feel like all of us are delayed in some aspect, but I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to be the reason for somebody else because I, I have people that I'm praying for. I have yeah. family that I'm believing God for and that I may be the connection for. Um and so you know saying that, you know, it's just it, it builds my faith on another level like okay God, I'm trusting you to do this. I'm trusting you to do and you're trusting to do it through me. Right. And you know, I don't want you to do it through me. I don't want to have to go this way. <laughs> I don't want to have to suffer, but you're trusting to do this through me and so I'm depending on you and now I'm relying on you in a different way. Now I know a different side of you because now I'm like, okay, I have to suffer with you, but you suffered for me. Right. And why you waited on me to come and get it together. And so, you know, anything to to tell to encourage the people, Pastor Martin. Focus on the small wins, you know? Um, think about working out. Um, coach Rob's my, 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 my coach and he has me pushing all of these heavy weights and you know, the, the beginning process of it was, it's torturous. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I'm pushing myself past the limit. He's yelling in my ear and this and that. But when I started to see the fruit of it, uh -huh. you know, um, the next day he started yelling at me. I said, Rob, you ain't even got to yell at me no more. <laughs> I see the fruit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I no, can yeah. go on. I'm getting stronger. I'm seeing a difference. And, and sometimes we're so focused on that big 
promise, but we're not counting the daily victories. We're not looking at, boy, he's provided manna every day. This food is coming from the sky. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a daily reminder. He's with me every day. And and when you start looking at the smaller things, you're, you're seeing his faithfulness through it all. Even through the suffering, you're seeing like, Okay, I could have died in this. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. that car accident. Um, yeah, I didn't get the job I want, but I got this job. No, yeah. Somebody, somebody's homeless wants my job. Yo. You know, I saw this 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 quote yesterday. It says, "Somebody that's depressed wants my joy." Wow. Somebody, you know, where, wherever you are now, that you're saying it's not enough or it's not where I'm supposed to be. Somebody would love to would give sweet, trade yeah. everything to be where you are right now. So focus on the small victories. You'll see God's hand throughout your life. You'll see Him working on every chapter, on every page, and and if you stick it out, the greater the suffering, the greater the breakthrough, the greater the blessing. Think about Joseph. Joseph has this dream, I think at the age of 13, Mm -hmm. about uh, the brothers and and the father bowing to him, right? That doesn't happen until all the way at the end, he, yeah. you know, the prison, the pit, the second in command, helping helping um, Egypt through the famine. But all of that is kind of like a byproduct of what God ultimately does in his life. Yes, sir. You know, but if Joseph... I believe with a test, you know, God was with me in the pit. You know, I could have, I should have died in the pit, but, you know, because they saw the Israelites, they decided to sell me. The Israelites, the the enemy yeah. of my people actually carried me to the place of my destiny, you know? So it, you just look at all of these little things. I like to say all these miscellaneous pieces, but one day it all makes sense. But each miscellaneous piece is is a small victory. And those are reminders that God, God got you. You know, he didn't forget about you. Yes, it's hard. Yes, you're suffering. But he didn't forget about you. He's sticking it out with you. He's concerned about every page, every word, every letter in your life. And through it all, he's carrying you through. He's carrying you through. And then one day, it all begins to make sense. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor Marvin, I want to thank you for your time today, coming on the show, coming on the podcast. We to done? Be with us. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. so I, much I, more to I, say. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but is there this anything was dope, else? That, man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, but one of the first ones that I wanted to come on the show um, and to talk about that transition and pivot because for many of us, it is hard. We're in new seasons, a different mm-hmm. season in our life, and we know we heard God, but then sometimes it doesn't look like it. Right. Um, it doesn't look like what He said or what He or what He's promised us. And we're in we're, whether we're in the pit or whether we're in the prison. We're you know we're going through. We're trying to get to this journey of what God is saying um, and what He said. Um, and even if it's changing or shifting, we have to pivot with it. And um, like Abraham, God, I followed your instruction to the mountaintop to do this. But in the middle of my following your instruction, you give me another instruction right. and it's time to pivot. And so um, I just want to encourage people to, you know, be able to pivot with God and don't think it's strange when God is giving you instruction. And then he gives you another instruction based on us showing him that we love him yeah. and showing and revealing to ourselves. No, God, I love you enough to follow you. I love you enough to make this transition. I love you enough to shift and yeah. to do what it is that you're calling me to do in this season, even if it doesn't line up with what I originally thought that your desire for me was. So, And, and I'll tell you this and then I'll be done. No, no. <laughs> you know, you get preachers up here. Um, God remembers even the things that you might have pivoted from. You know what I mean? Like God puts these desi- these mm-hmm. desires in us. He put the desire for me to want to do films. Yes, sir. I thought it was something I had to give up for him, right? Yeah. I come here, I end up doing a play on the Azusa a Street Revival. And and like I was like, okay, God, you're actually using a gift, a passion that I have. Now I thought, okay, that was over. Right. And I, I shared this testimony a couple of years ago. I'm I'm on a plane, I'm serving Bishop, and because I'm serving Bishop, I decided to take a later flight to make sure he gets to the airport. 
I get on the plane. I'm sitting next to this Hollywood producer. We start talking about different script ideas. And then it, it was God's reminder that I remember. I put yeah. that in you. Yes, I had you to pivot for ministry, you know, but I didn't forget those yeah. dreams. And I believe there's a time when, again, it all comes together. It all makes sense. It's the same thing with Paul when um, I forgot where he was. I think it was Asia Minor that he was going to go to minister to. And then it's like the Bible says the Lord shut the door. You know, so he ends up going somewhere else to minister, but he still ends up going back to yes, Asia sure. Minor and and, and 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 starts churches over there. So God doesn't forget. Basically, what I want to say is, yes, you'll pivot throughout life. You will have to pivot. God will tell you one thing and then shift you somewhere else, and you're like, "Wait, what about what you told yeah. me?" But He doesn't forget. God he remembers he every word He spoke will be established. It will be established. Again, Pastor Marvin, thank you so much. Thank you for the impartation. Um, I hope that this blesses someone, blesses the listeners or the viewers. Um, you want to pray us out, Pastor Marvin? I do want to end every episode in prayer. Yeah, so for sure. Know. Yes, sir. Well, Father, we give you praise and glory. We thank you, Father God, that you are concerned with everything we go through. You see everything we go through. You see every every decision we have to make, every sacrifice we have to lay down. But first and foremost, God, you're not asking us to do something that you didn't do. You gave your life for us, Father God. So we count it worthy to give our lives for you and what you're calling us to do. Father God, for somebody out there that's facing a hard decision, somebody out there that's uh, having to give up family and friends and dreams or whatever you're asking to give up, Lord God, let them count you worthy of it and let them know, God, you will not put them in a situation that you haven't already accounted for, that you haven't already made a way out of, Lord God, and God, that you'll take care of every, every need and every desire, everything they feel like they're giving up, you've already accounted for, Father God. You said in your word, no man that has given up father, mother, brother, sister, houses will not reap in this time. Houses, mother, father, sister, brothers with persecution. But God, we can do it with you. So, Lord, I just pray for somebody out there that's facing a decision. Lord God, let them go your way. And in the middle of a crossroad, Lord God, let them always choose the way of the cross because staying in you, going in your direction, Father God, always leads to victory. So, Lord, we just give you praise and glory. We thank you for for Brother Rod, Lord God, and the pivot that he had to make, Lord God, and continue to blow his mind. Even in the suffering, even in the desert place, Lord God, let him see the victories, Father God, because each small victory is leading to that ultimate promise, that ultimate victory that you promised us, that you will fulfill, because your word is yes and amen. We trust you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Family, thank you so much for tuning into the Fat Boy Joy podcast. This is again your boy Fat Boy Joy Rod Butler, and I'm out. Peace.